Jeff Smith, and welcome to The Secrets of Success. This program is the final part of the interview with the Stig from BBC's Top Gear, Mr. Perry McCarthy. During this episode, Perry talks about his life after the stick, his relationship with his father as an up-and-coming racing driver, and he answers some vital questions on what it takes to succeed in life. Perry gives some wonderful insights into ambition, determination, working in a competitive environment, and he gives us some meaningful advice on how to be prepared for the future. Let's go over and listen to the program right now. I want to go back to your book now. In the early stages, you talk about your father and the difficult situations you had with him regarding his opposing views on you being a racing driver. That must have been difficult times. Well, it wasn't a you know, fantastically close relationship anyway because he wasn't around. Um, and so, you know, when I made the decision to be a race driver, then, you know, as a parent looking back on this now, you can think, okay, you know, we were, I'd say that we were kind of a working class family. So this kid who's got this dream of becoming a Grand Prix star, it does sound a little bit much. Um, I think what was disappointing from my angle with him was that he actually didn't see anything that there's this 18 year old kid on the rigs and then even home from the rigs, he's walking around the industrial estates, knocking on doors, trying to get to see the managing director, relentlessly doing that. Self-driven, self-motivated, following at all costs what is a passion and trying to make it work, rather than just you know saying, okay, this is impossible, it's to make it happen. So there was never any recognition of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there again, I wasn't doing it for him. Um, and I just made the decision a long time before that do you think well the bloke's not interested in me or what I'm doing really so just got to get on with it Um, and then you know the funny thing is you use negatives don't you is that I know he'd be down the pub taking the mickey out of like oh yeah Fangio you know it's like you know that's but all of a sudden once I did start climbing through the ranks and once everybody could smell actually Perry is on the way at Formula 1 I didn't care about that either there was no way I was going to look back and say I told you so because they didn't interest me Mm -hmm. they wasn't about putting the record straight for them or him whatever it was about me getting there I just said zero interest yeah this single minded attitude within you zero okay so you have three daughters Mm -hmm. do any of them want to become a racing driver no but they're all independently they've picked up you know, my wife Karen is a, a very determined character as well. Um, so, you know, the place is a hotbed of activity. You know, the oldest daughter has become an artist and she's on the way to becoming quite successful now. She's been recognised by Vogue and she illustrates for a major national newspaper. She's selling to celebrities. She's selling here. She's, you know, she's very, very talented at what she does. And she has followed the dream. You know, and as she's been through some tight spots financially and still stayed with it and did whatever it took to do that. Um, youngest daughter, she's in her last year of drama school. She's got this passion for acting and it's not all chat. You can see the work that she's putting into it. Huge work. 
and she's great. And I think they both stand a great chance. And the middle daughter, she was a trader and she ended up earning quite a lot of money, uh, financial trading in, in the city. Um, but then made the decision to have her baby. And so we've got our first grandchild now and she's settling with her partner, uh, James. So they're very happy living in Singapore. So, you know, they're all quite special, um, but they've all got a really great sense of humor. And that's, that's terrific. You know, we're, we're able to bounce around. Um, I think they all kind of roll their eyes back the moment I mentioned, hey, listen, I'll tell you a story about motor racing. You've got three girls and they go, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite funny that when we're seeing the boys on TV like Martin Brundle, et cetera, well, you know, the girls have known them all for, you know, years and years and years. So they're, it's quite funny when they catch up with them because they're just not phased. They go, oh, hi, Dale, oh, hi, Martin, or oh, hi, this, or that. It's, and that's quite sweet. Yeah, lovely, know? lovely. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're liked by all the boys as well, which is, which is really nice. Okay. If one of your children had said they wanted to be a racing driver... What would you have said to them? Um, I probably would have thought that it's not a great idea. Um, you know, if I'd had a boy and he'd said it, again, I probably wouldn't have thought it was a fantastic idea. I probably would rather, you know, if they're quite passionate people, I would, I would have maybe advised or very gently advised that try and steer that into something else. Because, you know, it's all very well me bulking about, yeah, I worked hard and did this and did that. But goodness gracious, I still got unbelievably lucky to get into F1. Um, So, I, you know, thank goodness the the situation hasn't arisen. They've, they've, They've set themselves hard enough targets as it is. You know, in fact, there's so many things about trying to be an artist or an actress there are reminiscent of the journey to trying to be at the top level of motorsport. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of barriers to overcome. You've got to stay in. You've got to perform. Um, you need the right brakes. And I've always said to the kids that there's, and I say this to many other people I speak to um, that are younger, if you like, uh, is to say, look, you've got to remember there are two careers. There is the first career where it's trying to learn more, making yourself better, and trying to achieve more in that career. But the second career, the one that runs parallel to it, is that you've got to let people know about this first career. So you've got to make sure that you have the communication skills or the energy or the connections to turn around and say, listen, you've got to look at me doing this. What do you think? How am I doing? To gain that attention. Because otherwise you'll just be languishing at a particular level. It's a generalization, but it's not a bad one. At a particular level with no recognition. Mm. You know? So... You've, you've got to develop the skills to turn around and say, look at me. Mm-hmm. If you're that kind of person, if you're ambitious and if you're in a competitive environment, you've got to be waving the flag and say, look at me. Because nobody makes it anywhere completely on their own. Absolutely. They've all obviously got the Perry McCarthy determination gene within them then, fighting on. I apologise to them for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, you're racing career was an emotional roller coaster yeah it it was really tough i I found it myself stressful and that's just reading the book it it, you've written it really well but your wife karen kj you call her how on earth did she put up with you through all of this she 
kind of believed, to be honest. Um, she kind of believed it was possible. And my attitude of staying pretty positive. Look, yeah, I'm not like an angel or anything. So obviously, there's some points in times where I'd be just a little bit down. But I actually really didn't want to um, contaminate Karen with that. In fact, even when I was having some fairly big crashes, you know, I'd make sure she didn't know about it. If she got home, she might see some fairly serious bruises or cuts. But, you know, I'd play it down because I didn't want her to worry. And so mentally, I guess I didn't always share enough. Or maybe it was the right circumstance to not share exactly how I was feeling sometimes. Um, so therefore, she just, you know, felt... I mean, don't get me wrong. She's no, she's no idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was with the Secret Service. Um, so that was... Uh, she knows... She's, she's no mug, you know. But it was more testament to Karen on believing and, and putting up with me uh, and the, the risks and the strategy of saying we're going motor racing and so financially you know all over the place with no security for the future that's uh, so yeah you know, but don't don't really think I've made it without her to be quite honest as you said no one makes it alone do no no I think if I'd been left to look after myself I wouldn't have made it six months <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk about life After the Stig now, your racing career is over. You've retired from being the Stig on Top Gear. So what does life hold now for Perry McCarthy? Well, racing career ended after I got injured in training, uh, which wrecked my left shoulder. So I'd, I'd overcome quite a few injuries before, um, both my feet, my right leg, back, neck. Um, but the shoulder was the, the final one and just said, see you later. So... So it wasn't so hard to walk away from motor racing because th- that was it. End of story. It's being pragmatic. I had operations, tried to get it better. It wasn't better. Full stop. So that's it. There's no good whining about, oh, God, I can't get a drive or whatever. The decision was made. So it was a question of getting on with other stuff. Uh, I've tried my hands at a few things, some of which went okay, some of which were not good, you know. Um, but... Overall, in the background, I've had this career of the personal appearances. Even before Stiggy, mm-hmm. I was giving after-dinner speeches or sometimes a business speech or a motivational speech because of the journey coming through. And then, of course, after being Stiggy, then the visibility and my exposure went up significantly because of the popularity of Top Gear and Stig. So people were able to then tap into saying, oh, okay, you do, you know, these are your services, uh, it'll be business, I'm motivational, or after dinner, just make them laugh or whatever, hopefully. And that's been something I've really enjoyed. And that's taken me, I mean, independent of my race days, that's taken me to you know, America, South Africa, all the way across Europe, China, you know. So it's been, that's been an adventure. But I actually approach it exactly the same way as my auto racing. You know, I've got two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred people in front of me. And I'm out to win. And by winning, I mean I've been asked to give a speech. And that is to either enthrall them, motivate them, or make them laugh. So I need to do that. That's what I'm there to do. I can't stand disappointing anybody. So, yeah, that's... So I, I enjoy writing my gags. I enjoy writing my sketches. 
I promise the Nicky Lauder impersonation will be ready by the next speech. <laughs> you think so? Maybe not. Um, <laughs> so that's, I'm quite keen on pursuing that. But I enjoy, I, I enjoy making audiences laugh. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and I was like that as a kid. Um, so, so I'm kind of, it's been full circle because I used to write some sketches and stuff before I became race driver. So I'm back to writing the sketches and mm-hmm. having fun and, and just hopefully making them all laugh with uh with that but the other stuff the motivation and the business side of things yeah that's sheer passion mm-hmm. uh that's just sharing as you've been kind enough to ask what it took to keep going and maybe a more pertinent question why <laughs> <laughs> okay imagine you could go back in time and meet with oh, yourself don't. when you're 18 years old yeah What advice would you give to the young Perry McCarthy? Stop fighting, stop drinking, stop smashing cars in at the wall. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, sometimes it's the other way around. That sometimes there's the young Perry that can actually give me some advice now. Because, okay, I mean, you know me, I've not completely slowed down. I'm still taking chances business-wise, etc. But sometimes I'm, maybe I'm not out there often enough. Whereas before, I was out there all the time. Mm-hmm. But conversely, you know, you can be a busy fool. So that's how I look back at me thinking, oh, you're spending too much time with the wrong people. I don't mean from a social position, but, you know, business-wise, are they able to get where you, where you want to and that's it? Because your, your biggest enemy in anything is time. And that's especially true of motor racing. You've only got so many hours to test a circuit. You've only got so many t- chances to set it up. In life, it's true. If you're trying to get somewhere and the clock's running, you know, you've got, you've got to keep making the right decisions. And I certainly blinking didn't do that. You know, I would waste a lot of time chasing the wrong companies sometimes. But so it was way more of a, I tried to be intelligent, but it was way more of a shotgun approach. Darts at a dartboard, who might see me? Mm-hmm. I guess that's all we had back then because of course we didn't have the internet there was no sure. ways to contact these people except go and knock on the door yep. you know or phone them up and become a pain in the neck so I don't know Jeff I think that's a two way street yeah I could go back and just say hey but do you know what if that advice took the fire out of the belly of the young Perry then they wouldn't have come through anyway so okay flat out flat broke yes I loved it. Thank you. I want to read the next one. When is it coming? Flat out incredibly rich. I'm working <laughs> I like it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I like it. Still got a few chapters to go. <laughs> the incredibly rich bit predominantly. <laughs> so are you going to write another one? I've actually started writing a novel. Um, but I need to probably take serious advice on this because it is me being, you know, really, um, I mean, I, yeah, this is going to sound big-headed, but if I didn't think it was incredibly funny, then I wouldn't be writing it. Mm-hmm. But it is the kind of wacky end of my humour. So I need to maybe it'll destroy what little of my reputation there is left. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that one. I like writing. I really do. But it takes quite a long time. It really does. The book, Flat Out, Flat Broke, I think I've done that one. You know, It was a very unusual journey with very unusual stories inside it. So there's, you know, there is the fun, there's the success, there's the failure, and there's tragedy all the way through. Luckily enough, people still 
buying it they're still enjoying it and that's made me terribly proud it really has so i think apart from my wife and my kids maybe 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 my entire career was the blueprint to create the book which is maybe it has a legacy maybe it has some lessons for the next generation of race drivers but i do know that nearly everybody in formula one has read it because and that's really sweet when people just keep referring to it that may be an exaggeration but you know, you get the sense that many many people in formula one have read it and that's really nice that there's there's shared affection so that when i do go to a pit lane you know yeah look goodness when we look back at my formula one career because of circumstances sadly i was able to achieve not much but i think to be remembered well by everybody inside formula one actually means an awful lot to me to be quite frank you know so and the books had a big deal to play with that so yeah maybe not another there won't be a second stage of the autobiography i doubt but there may be a novel which has something to do with a very silly sense of humor okay so you're an after-dinner speaker mm. you're you give keynote speeches at conferences mm -hmm. you do comparing and moderation mm. you've got the book how do, how do we buy the book and how do we book you as a speaker um the the only way to buy the book now is um is online it's the kindle thing uh so you know people can download it like that i mean i still have a bunch of copies left of my book um but that stock is going down and that's more really a corporate sale you know when i give a speech sometimes they would like books as well for their delegates so that's great um but with regard to appearances And I've got a website which, you know, people might enjoy just going on anyway. There's sure. a showreel and it's got some contact details. So, you know, if you need a racing driver with a big mouth, I'm your man. Okay. What's the web address, Perry? It's www.perrymccarthy.co.uk. Great. Thank you. Right. Before we end our conversation today, I want to ask you a question about achievement and success. There are plenty of people with dreams, big dreams, not just of being a racing driver, of course, but many different things in life. Having faced some mighty struggles in your life, what advice can you give to those people? I don't know. It's a difficult one. I, I think that where I come out a bit of a winner, to be quite frank, is, is not you know, just in the, the second stage of my career. So I've got something to look back on and, and talk about as a, as a platform for any opinions or experiences I have. But coming through, I did have some amazing experiences. So I was aware to try and enjoy the ride at certain points as well. And I feel that, look, let's face the facts of life. I, you know, I set out to be a Grand Prix winner and I set out to win the World Championship. Now, I've won... Races, I've set pole positions, I've got lap records and everything else, but I didn't win Formula One races and I did not win the World Championship. So, you know, I can't say I'm completely happy about that, um, but that's what happened. But the fact is, in that situation, I failed. But where I didn't fail was having a life coming through. And I don't think it detracted from any efforts to become a top-level F1 driver. It probably enhanced them because if I was enjoying my life and enjoying my racing, I was faster, you know. But that's just 
me and my personality. So I would say that if you're going to risk everything, if you are, and if you're going to go for it, it's not a five-minute risk everything. It's not, oh, this isn't working after me for me after six months. It's not working. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? This is year after year after year of going back to face the same, same problems, the same struggle, the same fight. And so, you know, it makes me laugh. I'm sorry, I'm probably going a bit off subject now, but it does make me laugh when I see something like X Factor, where a 19-year-old turns around and says, this is my last chance. And I think, well, no, not really. It's like, you know, maybe you need to do quite a lot more work for quite a few more years. And so it's just a question of stamina and, and just staying at it. But if you're going to be doing that, you know, this kind of Groundhog Day career of disaster followed by disaster followed by disaster. Remember your wins. Remember the good bits. Use that to reinforce anything that people say to you as a compliment. Remember it. Use it. Use it as a pat on the back. Other people know you can do it. You've got to have people on side so you're not just the lonely one barking at the moon. But also have a laugh on the way through. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with enjoying yourself grab the moment when you can because if you are in for a hiding over a few years laughs are few and far between absolutely not in my career they weren't i made sure it was equally balanced but i guess without i'm sounding maybe profound maybe i wasn't sharp enough on the answer to this question but i think that's the thing i would turn around and say is that you know if you if you're going to pursue something that's massively against the odds be prepared for nothing but hard work massive disappointment but it's surviving disappointment that will get you to the success if you're good enough as well good advice sound advice yes okay finally what do you consider to be your greatest achievement so yeah there's lots of individual achievements within the world of motor racing i think goodness if i was so incredibly pressed to pick one it probably would come back to the book. Yeah. Because the book is the collection of the life, the attitudes, at mm-hmm. least at this point anyway, yeah. of the experiences. And I'm, I am quite proud of the book. Um, I get such a kick out of people thinking it's really funny. I really do. Or, as you've been kind enough to say, very touching. And it has that effect on people. Um, when you're receiving an email that's maybe sent by the reader or by somebody who knows the reader, where somebody has been in all kinds of trouble in their own life, and they've either picked my book up or have been gifted it and left a note to say, read this. Um, and when they come and, uh, you know, uh, contact you and say what's meant to them, then... Mm, Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, it, it certainly touched me. And if anybody wants to know about grit, determination, persistence, I would certainly recommend Flat Out, Flat Broke. Perry McCarthy, it's been an absolute pleasure being with you today. Thank you for cooking lunch for me. That was also <laughs> good. Um, but your honesty, your integrity, and your passion. For me, it's been a real honor to be with you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the end of the interview with Perry McCarthy. 
the original stick from BBC's Top Gear. I don't know what you think, but what a great guy. I hope you enjoyed listening to him as much as I enjoyed meeting with him. But that's not all. I have some more incredible guests coming onto the show who have great stories to tell, and I'll be digging deep to discover their secrets of success so I can share them with you. If you're enjoying the show, please hit the follow button to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And of course, share it. It really does make a huge difference because without your help, we can't succeed. So please go ahead, click those buttons and leave a review if you're going on Apple. I'm always searching for great success stories. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you'd like to nominate a guest, please contact me at jeff-smith.com. I'd really love to hear from you. Well, that's all from me on this episode. I look forward to meeting you again on more episodes of The Secrets of Success. Have a great day. Hold up. 